The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and if the aim of Saturday was to keep momentum going, then you can't give cheap goals away and end up making Blair Spittle and Cole Donaldson look like football players. Our thanks to smile writer Phil Differ for being our guest last week. It's still available to stream for another couple of weeks. Head to the website dundyrep.co.uk and join the conversation on our socials. We are at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Ross County Review, Hibs Preview, Lottery, 50-50, Who Am I, Loan Report, Academy, Newsletter, Women's Team, Sweet Punks Challenge and On This Day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 97 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Support for the Dode Fox Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and you can join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs and get 20% off plus free delivery with the code DODEFOX at manscaped.com. I'm Andy McLaren. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox Podcast. And uh, Saturday football returned, league football returned. Was it always just going to go one way? <laughs> I had that feel about it the whole week. Uh, I You asked me last week what, what I would have done like with regards to team selection and that. And I wasn't sure at the time, but... In hindsight, I probably probably would have rested a couple or left a couple out, uh, but obviously that's not what we 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 went with. We went with the same eleven uh, that done so well the previous week, and well, as 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 good as they played last week, uh, they were as bad this week. But it's it's one of them. It's it was a nothing game for us, kinda. Although it's never it's never good to lose. Don't get me wrong, uh, and it's it's never good to play as poorly as we did either. But I think it's one that you've got to judge in a couple of weeks rather than right now in the heat of the moment because like I was losing my shit about the Kelly game and then we'll go and play the put in the best performance of the season against Aberdeen. So I'm gonna hang fire on being overly critical about the performance yesterday until uh, the fullness of time and we see exactly where it leads us. Do you think that it made a difference if we were maybe playing a team that had nothing to play for given we were up against a team that were shiting themselves fighting for their lives and then come out and showed a real desire a team that is battling for their survival mm-hmm. yeah you you always get some strange results at the end of the season uh, in particular in games like that when as you say there's nothing really to play for and now I know that it's probably been dressed up in the changing room and possibly even all week by the manager saying look you guys are playing to either keep your position or to try and get into my thoughts for the semi-final. But it's not the first time that it's that a team that's got a big game the week after has put in like a, a really poor performance. Uh, it's probably not going to be the last time that happens either. So we we knew me. I mean, Dafties like me and you said it last week. Ross County are going to be up for this. They have to. They had to win. Uh, and I don't think they were great yesterday. They were just better than us because. We were louting. like we never really, never really offered much. I'm not sure if we had a shot on target. I'm not sure if you're counting Logan's that hit the bar. Well, I think there was that, and I think Ryan Edwards had a pretty soft header. I mean, Ross Laidlaw had been as well doing what he'd done for his entire United career, just sitting on the bench because yeah. he never really had nothing, to, nothing no, to do at all. Yeah, but but a... that was a frustration given 
Yeah. How well we played, the chances we'd created. Whereas, same players. And listen, I'm not losing my shit about it, but I think we have seen it a lot of times. Especially, there's two things here. Post split, I think it's argued that most seasons were no great. We've never been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen this before when there's maybe a big game coming up. I mean, 94, I don't think we... I kind of mind if I mention it to Ivan, but it's been spoken about before. Wraith Rovers beat us the week before the cup final, 94. Now, next week's not a cup final, mm-hmm. but it feels like another cup final in this cup it's, run that we've been it's on. It's a big, big game, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and just look at the other results yesterday. St. Man got a bit. Hibs got a bit, albeit by St. Johnson. So... I mean, I think it will count for nothing next week, which is the most important game out of the one yesterday and the one next week. But it's it's still it's still shite when your team plays like that and you didn't offer anything. But if you're going to do that, do it in a game where it kind of means no so much. Mm. It felt a little bit that I'm not saying players were were out there trying not to get injured and stuff, but it, it was it was it wasn't out of first gear. For an awful lot of what? No, well, it was it was the opposite of what we saw last week. They put everything into last week, and they didn't. It didn't look like they put everything into yesterday. And it might be a subconscious thing, you know. I'm not saying they went out on purpose and played like that, but it's, it's obviously in the back of their minds that they've got that big game coming up, and it's it's probably normal, you know. It's easy for me to sit here and say, "Ah, oh, professionals, you." you Take it as it comes, you know, play the game that you're involved in, didn't be looking too far ahead. But no many of the players have probably played in semi-finals and it's it's a big occasion, you know, they'll all want to to be a part of it. So yeah, it's it, it was piss poor. Like I, I can't say it was anything other than piss poor yesterday. But it's it's one of them, yeah, it's happened. Just move on for it. We talked about what we thought the team might be. Were you surprised to see the same eleven with next week in mind? A little bit, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't think there'd be wholesale changes. I, I saw calls through the week for like rest Abdi or rest half the team. I, I thought he would give guy a guy like Kerr Smith. I thought he might start the game. Uh, I, I thought there would maybe be two or three changes, but like there wasn't. Uh, there was wholesale subs. It's it's almost like he had it in his mind, he being uh, the manager. It's almost like he had it in his mind, right, when we get to 60 minutes or when we get to 70 minutes, these guys are all going on, regardless of, of what's happening during the game. Uh, because, you know, he, he swapped it about quite a lot. And in fairness, we kind of got slightly better when uh, Logan and Louis came on. And I, th- I thought Haughty put himself about care, done all right when he come on, but... It's just a typical end of season. I mean, I'm falling into the Costello trap of saying a meaningless game when Mr. Ogren's probably pulling out his, his goatee. He's not here to pull out, so he's pulling out his facial hair. Uh, thinking, come on, this is worth a lot of money to us. But, you know, it's it's obviously hard for the players to go up for it when it is a, a nothing game and there's a, a, a bigger event just over the horizon. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, if, if we win next week... No one's really going to care. Nobody cares. About the game. Mr. Ogren going to care. <laughs> That's almost certain. Um, let's, let's talk about the subs. Let's talk about some of the young players again that, that, that got a chance before we discuss the goals and, and whatever. But it was good to see Logan Chalmers go on for a bit longer mm-hmm. than he has. Peter Paula, of course, being in and around the first team. Uh, Louis Apre come on. And then we've seen Kerr Smith got a little bit. And... Uh, I think Kerr Smith, after he, he he took a touch that was a wee bit 
further away from him than he thought. And he, um, he maybe thought after that, I'm not playing in the under 18s now. Yeah. Uh, got on it, but I thought he did. And again, look at the two games he's played. He's played against Kyle Lafferty yeah. and Jordan White. You know, welcome to Scottish football. Yeah, like, I don't think the guys are comparable in anything other than like physicality. Yeah, exactly. Like, Laff- Lafferty is a good player. Uh, and, and Jordan White. Mm, he's, I mean, he's all right. I wouldn't have. Because Ballard yesterday, <laughs> let's yeah, be honest. No, of course, but that's that was mere doing us, no being at it, I would argue. But yeah, he's 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 been thrown on. Plus, he's had different uh, central defensive partners as well. I think it was it was Big Edwards when he came on yesterday. It was Connolly in the first game. So he's just getting minutes just now. No, there's nothing going to be settled for a guy like Kerr Smith. It's, it's not that the manager's not going to put stock into him at this moment in time and say, right, you're my guy and, and this is the boy that you'll be playing beside. So he's just going to have to take his opportunity when he gets it. Was the performance yesterday something we, we've we seen before in terms of over the season with just maybe a lack of a killer final ball, a lack of a, a really good pinpoint cross and strikers or midfielders just having a go and no need to look for the extra three passes? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the first time we've played as poorly as we did. Uh yesterday and but again I don't know in the league it's very much in my mind it's a case of job done has it been spectacular to watch absolutely not but it is job done and the bigger picture for me is next week so that that's why I'm being a little bit more lenient if we go and get pumped next week then I'll next Sunday when I see you on I'll be harking back to the Ross County game and uh, saying well look seen it coming seen it coming a mile away because we're down to tools but you know, it is what it is. It's it, it's it's no an absolute cuffing. The way that we played was was really poor. No hand a shot on goal against a team that we've we've beaten comfortably all season as well. Uh, but it's done, and I'm not really. I've got nothing else to say on it. But you're going to keep asking us. What about the goals? Well, the first thing we done a stop crosses coming into the box, and a, a cross coming into the box for I think it was Spill, was it not? And as, as shite as I might think the big lad up front for them is, kind of game of you kind of game space like that in the six yard box. Uh, I think it, I'm not sure if it was Reynolds or, or whomever, but nobody was marking him. Basically, nobody was marking him. Uh, the second goal, again, it's just piss poor marking. <laughs> Dennis done his best to try was and in? get to it. It was in. I thought, yeah. I thought it was in straight away. I mean, the then. linesman did because he was halfway up the touchline. Yeah, but... no, I, it wasn't. It was comfortably in when you see it for behind the goal uh, there's no doubt in my mind that it, it crossed the line like but it's you know it's a team that was fighting for their lives that are not very good let's be honest uh, against a team that's basically sitting there thinking job done with something else next week that's a wee bit of tasty to look forward to. and that's that's what you got you got a lacklustre performance for us and probably any of their better performances I would imagine uh, Stephen Frill said before the match that um, the decision to name the same starting lineup after was to keep momentum going. But obviously, that's. Do you think this took a bit of kicking, or do you think the players are? I'm not saying they were fully focused on next week, but I think there might have just been one eye on. I've no doubt. No doubt. I tell you, what, I would hope now sitting here today, I hope they had one eye on next week because if mm. that was their best, and we all know that's not their best. Because their best something akin to what happened last week up in Pataudry. Uh so I would like to think that they they had an eye on next week. Whether or not they should have, 
that's another matter. But to put in a performance like that, it, it tells me they weren't fully focused and they weren't fully at it. Dare I ask you for a man the match? Dennis, maybe. Maybe Dennis, yeah. It, just because he made a couple of saves, there was nobody else that's really stuck out. Jondo was industrious, but he was not his usual, usual self. That was as easy as it was for me to pick one last week. Uh, it's really hit a rack my brains thinking was man the match yesterday. Before we move on, uh, Scrandis Liga. Well, I took myself up to I got I got window at the best Brides in Forfar, Arnafe a bakery or a butcher. I was yeah. like, okay, okay, so tell me more. So it was my wee sister, uh, Fiona, that told me. She was like, the best price in Forfar are for a fishmonger. So I was pulling my leg here. But asking a couple of people, apparently, apparently she wasn't a lion. So I headed up, and it's a place called Cameron's up in Forfar. Seeing as restrictions are lifted a wee bit now, I was able to travel up to Forfar to get a bridie. Uh, so I got two, because I'm a greedy, gutsy bastard. Uh, and the reason I got two... Is because any of them was a steak bridey and any of them was a chicken bridey. Okay. Thought, never heard of a chicken bridey before. And I still wish I hadn't heard of a chicken bridey because <laughs> it wasn't the best. But the steak bridey was tremendous yeah. one. So next time I'm up, I'll hear get you in. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot for that. Um, next week then, you're the manager. What are you changing, if anything? Oh, hun. <laughs> <laughs> Is that dropped? Get the academy boys in. No, I would. I'd be of a mind to go with with the same eleven. To be honest with you, purely because of uh, what they they showed up at Petodre, and I think I think it's probably going to be slightly easier. It's going to be easier to get up for it because it's a one off. It's a semi final. It's a big match. But I also think against Aberdeen, it's not like we were the team that were expected to be taking the match to them. Just looking at league positions and whatever, you know, they, they are supposed to be the better team. And I think that played in our hands. Whereas yesterday, against a lesser team in Ross County, where you, the expectations probably that you have a go, it just doesn't suit us, I don't think. So Hibs, I could see being similar to Aberdeen, they're going to be up for it. They've undoubtedly got guys that are a threat to us. Uh, if we could maybe start marking the boy Dodge at, at corners and set pieces, that would be a great start. Uh, and Boyle, just because of his sheer pace. Yeah, I mean, he's he's usually up against Jamie Robson, and you know some some guys think he's half decent. Some boys still think he's absolutely red rotten. Uh, I th- I think he's somewhere in between, but he's a threat because of his pace. He, he gets into great positions, and his his final ball has improved as well. So I think I think the opponent next week will suit us a wee bit more. The one slight worry I would say is that we've played Hibs a good few times now in the past year and a half, and uh, we've never really got the better of them yet. Uh, so what a time to do it of course of course just because we're having it doesn't mean to say we're kinda, but uh, yeah that, there'd be no better time to get the better of them um, they lost to St Johnson uh, 1-0 yesterday um, virtually St Johnson's second team as well um, but Callum Davidson basically says he's got thought for next weekend um, given that they are a semi-final as well to play Hibs on the other hand Played a, team. a really strong team. The only was enforced um, was uh, Nisbet was missing out. And uh, you would imagine Jack Ross will be hoping that that doesn't prevent him running out of hand in next Saturday. Whereas on the other hand, I do. Um, Me too. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that's taken a knock. I mean, both teams have heard about a knock yesterday. Mm-hmm. Both teams naming strong teams. The only thing, I mean, I should have mentioned this during the game, is we obviously played, we played like a diamond last week when we played against Aberdeen, but it seemed to be a bit more of a, like a 4-3-3 yesterday. Now, I don't know if that, but listen, I don't know if that was on purpose because we knew Hibs would be watching the game mm-hmm. and to really throw them off, this is how we'll play because... That seemed to be how we were lined up yesterday. But listen, if we're going to be shouting another master stroke next week, I will. But <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine that we've changed system in case Hibs are watching. Because Hibs will, I mean, Hibs, they know that they've played us numerous times the last few months and uh, they probably know how we play. Mm-hmm. I just say to listen to the Dodd Fox podcast again that we were no Brazil for 1970. But, uh, no, I, I just think it's going to be a completely different game. Just just because we were garbage yesterday, to me, it doesn't it doesn't mean that we're going to be garbage next week. You know, I think we're I think it's a totally different game. We'll be up for it. They'll be up for it because they're the perennial underachievers, aren't they? Mm. Uh, and I, regardless of Ross County beating me yesterday, I still can't wait for next week just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then on the back of that, we play uh, Motherwell at home on the, the Wednesday and then it's the, the final game is against St Mum on the Sunday and obviously we'll finish our season a week after with the uh, cup final correct <laughs> we need fans that in itself is a bit of a kick in the plums but yeah I, I got asked um, I got asked yesterday by um, the Newborough numpty um, Ali Heather and he new, says new biggin yeah, new biggin what did I just say Newborough he'd be a numpty if you come for there as well um about him, he's like, "Oh, are you good? Are you going next week? Like, are you part of it?" I was like, "Nah, nah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just me. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'll not be there." But at the same time, I also said to him in the same sentence, "I'm not sure I enjoy being there with any fans. Yeah. I mean, Hamden's shite to watch a game of football anyway. Being there or on the telly, even worse with fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, without fans, sort of next week. But listen, if I need to endure watching my at Hamden an hour two times." Mm-hmm. And it comes out we with this half a nice silver cup thing we'll on it. the mantelpiece. We will do it. Then we will indeed uh, do it. Um, it's a is a four o five kick off next week. I'm not sure. It's around about four. Uh, Four-ish, I think, is the official time. Four-ish kick off. Premier Sports. Yeah. Well, get your subscriptions out now. <laughs> the thing is, it's people moan about it, and in a way, rightly so, because it's it's the latter stages of your national tournament uh you would like to think it'd be on free air tv but teams need the money so i mean if it was on sky sports would anybody be pulling their hair out and moaning about that mm-hmm. probably know as much because sky sports has been around a lot longer i think it's i think it's just premier sports because it's like an addition if you're a punter that you and you watch other oh, football it's an addition on top of your what you're paying for your sky sports or your bt you know it's 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 shite but if you want to watch it, we'll we'll find a way. I'm I'm fairly certain of that. Yeah, and the other games obviously on BBC, but when Premier Sports get these two games lined up at them, I think they were always probably going to pick up. Definitely, if, if they get the first pick, don't they? Yeah. So it was the, the big going to be United. The fear that I had was the kickoff time, mm. because and again, you feared it being on Sunday at half six or something. I did. So did I. I did, and because um, the St. Mum game is that half two or something. On the Sunday? I think so, yeah. But we're still, it's still four o'clock on a Saturday, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but again, there's no fans to 
think about or, or yep. anything like that. No. So not, not that they ever do. <laughs> no, there's even, there's even Come on. less reason to fuss about we or to worry about the kickoff times this season. And as a fan, how are you feeling about Dundee United being in the Scottish Cup semi final for about the umpteenth time? Yeah, but it doesn't get born. Nope. It never gets born. And it's there's there's maybe maybe a part of my time following United through certain eras where you just got accustomed to it and you took it for granted. But because of where we've been the last few years and how it's been and what we've watched, oh, it, it's brilliant. It's almost, you almost feel like it's the first semi-final again that we've been in. Uh, so I, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I'm no, I don't care if, I, I'm, I'm glad we're not the favourites. The Hibs will be the favourites. And uh, the way I see it, we've got nothing to lose. Here, go at them. If they play like they did against Aberdeen, we've got every chance of winning. If we play like we did yesterday, we'll get murdered. But I don't think we'll all play like we did yesterday. Shall I put you on the spot for a prediction? The game will be played to a finish. Well done, well said. <laughs> I, I tell you what, that's one of the best things they've got. I think so. I hope they keep that. I hope they keep that format. Same. Yeah. Like, obviously, the, the, we wouldn't have had the moments like Brian Welsh sticking on his right peg at Motherwell. But True, true. Come on, Wednesday night. Last weekend, bunging off the scale in the afternoon to go. Last weekend was class. Like obviously, it didn't really affect us because we we cruised through to the semis. Thank you. But, we uh, did. but the other games, they all went right down to the wire. In particular, the end that I called completely wrong by saying, "Well, clearly Rangers will be in the semi-finals," <laughs> and I couldn't have been any wronger if I tried. But that was absolutely brilliant. But it wasn't. You know what? People are saying I wouldn't be celebrating too much about them getting through. It wasn't the fact when that when something like that happens, I'm not celebrating St. Johnson getting through. I'm celebrating the Rangers getting put. That, that's what made and it was funny as well. Like this boy six foot five, he moses on up for his own goals. He's wearing the brightest coloured football strip you've ever seen, and nobody decides to pick him up. Class first, um... and he scoffs a header. It's not even him that he'll forever. That'll be a question, a sport question in years to come. First, uh, first year since about ninety odd something that they've no been neither Celtic or Rangers been the semi finals. Good, correct. Good, <laughs> and I think that speaks for the for everyone outside Rangers and Celtic. It's it's good, you know. It's somebody else will win it. Mm. It gives there's fans of four teams now are thinking we've got as good a chance as the other three. Well, is that that's not always the way if. Like if we had got through and we had got Rangers in the semi, okay, you're still looking forward to it, but you're thinking, Christ, I've been here before. If if the natural order plays out here, we're probably going to get bit. Uh, but now nah, we're all we're got a good chance here, 25% each. What about the fact the Farmers are on for a cup double? It's, it's incredible. But again, it's good for the game. Uh, it is. And it's not a derby for MD Bloody says, right? It's not no, a derby. No. We will not recognise it as a derby. No, they're, they're but the fact they're a, a club... Like St Johnston mm. could be a cup double, yeah, you know, and no expense to United, right? But to even them, one of the trophies, so much better, yeah. Well, I, I think so. Than these treble trebles and all that shite. Yeah, that's that's only interesting for the one team, is it? But then if it's United winning treble trebles, we'll take it. Well, of course you will. Right? <laughs> We're absolutely fans are the most fickle people going, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's brilliant for the for the game as a whole, but. Again, thinking selfishly, I don't really care about the game as a whole. I just want United to win that cup. Yeah, totally. That's all I want. Um, 
So, that's Scottish Cup semi-final. Hamden, next week, four o'clock. Um, and let's let's get right behind the team. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, do it safely. Um, and just just be vocal in our support and kick things over in the house when it's not going right and mm-hmm. celebrate it. Yep. I wonder if there'll be a send-off again, six. a quality send-off. Did you see the video? I think it was Hooli. <laughs> Hooli's video. Uh, somebody sent me, I'm no on Facebook, never have been, never will be, but Hooli sent me at Tanadice to Tanadice yeah. trip. <laughs> Absolutely class, eh? It's really good. Still jealous that I wasn't there, but it's uh, looked brilliant. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it looked, looked class. Brilliant. And it worked. Of it course. And we won. I think we should do it for every game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bet yesterday, Benji on commentary. Yeah. How was the big man? Thought he was good. Yeah. I think he he lapsed into French at half time where he said, look, excuse my French, but this has been a bit crap. <laughs> so we all knew he was fluent in many languages. Yes. And uh, I think he had he had like a wee slide dig about the ref's performance. There was, all, there was something that happened in the match, actually. I'm sure it was in about the fifth minute. And Ryan Edwards got wrestled in the box. Mm-hmm. And at first you're like, oh, God, there's... And the ref's made the easy decision. He's blew the whistle. He's gave them a foul. And then you've seen the replay. I have no idea what the ref saw to give the foul to the boy. Yeah. If, if anything, it's a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind. It's one of them, though, that you, if you give a penalty for it, you probably get loads of penalties every game. Maybe. But... Uh, it, it, it certainly wasn't a foul against Edwards so I don't know I think it was maybe at, at that point I think Benji said something like oh the ref's starting off where he finished last week or it was a kind of wee, a wee dig at him anyway and rightly so he doesn't get into trouble for it so maybe edit this better on because <laughs> we're getting the SFA compliance officer listens to the Dood Fox podcast yeah I could tell he was the, you know, even devastated to be missing out he's devastated oh, of course you know of course. It's um it's not as low though, isn't it? He's had the season of his life. Yeah. And we're now one game away for getting to a cup final that he's if we get there, he might miss, you know. It's it's, it's the ultimate kick in the plums for a professional football player. Absolutely. Uh right, let's leave it there. Let's move on. We've got loads still to get through uh today. Season tickets, by the way. The uh early bird period was yesterday when it? it was online and in the shop and I think it finished like about midnight last night yeah uh, and uh, you were telling me Paul just over three and a half just under three and a half thousand renewals yeah that's incredible absolutely incredible for and that's people I'm assuming that haven't taken the credits because you kind of take them until I think it's the first of first June or June, something yeah. like that uh, but yeah I mean that's that's three and a half thousand people that uh that we still don't know. I'm one of them. We still don't know if you're going to get into the games, or if you are. If, if you're you going. mean the government have no tell you, ju- and just you for getting in. No, Nicholas, no, she's no replying to my Unbelievable. Text. I can. No, didn't get a start on the boy Jason. Uh, so, like, we 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 genuinely don't know. You know, we might still be watching the start of the season on Ali Heather TV or, or whatever it's called next season. Uh, so it's brilliant. It's brilliant, and I think it's on a par uh, of what we did last year as well like six weeks in from starting selling them that we were around about the same amount of uptake in it so fingers crossed it keeps going you know and if people are taking the credits then that's <laughs> I'm no Mr Ogren but that's that's fine you know everybody's circumstances are different and if people need to take them they need to take them they're theirs you know it's, it belongs to them uh, so yeah we, we sold five and a half thousand this season 
be amazing if we got five and a half thousand again. Do you think we're at three and a half already? It's, it's incredible work. It's second of May, season's not even finished. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas last year, remember, the season was called about four weeks ago. Yeah, so it's slightly different, but incredible. It's, it's still it's still brilliant. Absolutely yeah. fantastic for the fans once again. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, you can get everything online, dundeeunitedfc.co.uk. Um, we went through the season tickets and everything that you get, but there is rewards, you can spread the cost and loads of other stuff, but check it out, dundeeunitedfc.co.uk. It is now time for the loan report. The worst part of the podcast, if I do say so myself. Ross Graham at Cove Rangers. In midweek, it was to be a battle of the loanees as Cove were away to Montrose. Didn't quite work out that way, however, as Big Ross had to make do with a seat on the bench. Ross has stayed there for the full 90 minutes, and young Mothray, Mochray, sorry, apologies Chris, was withdrawn at half-time in a match that Cove won 2-0, assuring them of a playoff place. On to the weekend now, and Ross has been restored to the starting lineup as Cove have faced off against Airdrie. It was a match that meant more to Airdrie, however, and this is reflected in the 2-0 scoreline to them. Ross himself was subbed off after 62 minutes, but his team now head into the playoffs. As for Chris Mochrie's weekend fixture, he found himself back on the bench for Montrose's trip to Falkirk. He did come on at half-time, however, and helped his team to a 2-1 win after they were trailing 1-0 at half-time. Kai and Lewis. As for Kai and Lewis at Falkirk, however, well, it hasn't been the best week for them. As well as losing to Montrose on Saturday, whereby they both started the match with Lewis playing the full game and Kai playing 79 minutes, they were absolutely hammered midweek through at Firhill. In that game, both Lewis and Kai have started and Lewis was subbed off in the 60th minute with the score already 4-0 Partick. Kai managed to stay on for the full game, but the match finished 5-0 to Partick as they sealed their promotion to the championship at the first time of asking. As for Falkirk, they are in danger of missing out completely on the playoffs as they have been on a hellish run of form these past few weeks. Did you see any of the highlights, Rondo, as I interrupt my in loan report of the Falkirk Partick game? I may have seen one, one highlight of uh, them conceding a goal. Mark Dernan. Yes. That's incredible. He gave up, didn't he? He, he did. He gave up. I'm not, I'm not sure what goal that was. It might have been the fifth. But even if it is, there's no excuse for or his piss poor attempt at defending. I know. He'd have uh, been as well checking his phone because he would have been better use of his time. <laughs> it was absolutely dreadful. Anyway, <laughs> back to the, the worst part of the podcast. Sorry, Mr. Dunn, I can't you listen. Uh, Kieran Freeman at Peterhead. Mixed bag for your sheep this week. He's once again played every minute of both matches with his team winning 3-1 away at East Fife on Thursday before losing 2-1 at home to relegated Forfari yesterday. His team have secured safety this season and Kieran himself has gotten plenty game time under his belt. Poor sheep. Paul McMullen at Dundee. Wing King McMullen has again played a major part in his side's victory down in Dumfries on Friday night. He has played 73 minutes in his side's 2-0 win, setting up the first goal in the process as the Dirty Ds have secured the coveted second place in the championship. This means that they'll obviously have two less matches to play as they attempted to gain promotion and come and join the big boys of Scottish football. Ronnie wishes them well. <laughs> no? <laughs> Move on. We're moving on. Adam King and Nathan Cooney at Wraith. Bad night at the office for Adam and Nathan, as Partick's best mates' hearts rolled into Kirkcaldy. 
Adam played the full match against his former team and Nathan got the last 30 of what turned into a procession for the Jam Tarts. Hearts secured a 4-0 win and Wraith slipped into third place in the championship, meaning they now face a Fife derby before potentially facing off against Dundee. The Under-18s A half-decent week for the academy lads as they recorded their first win of the new season on Tuesday at home against Killy. In a match that United dominated from start to finish, it took until the second half to break the deadlock. We scored three goals in all in the second half, Darren Watson, Finn Malcolm and Lewis O'Donnell with them, and but for a last-minute consolation of a rebounded penalty, no less, we'd have kept a clean sheet. The game finished 3-1 to the good guys, and it's a big get-it-right-up-ya to Tommy Wright. The first clean sheet of their season was registered on Friday, however, as the lads played out a goalless draw with Hearts over in St Andrews. Their next fixture is once again at the High Performance Centre over in St Andrews, this coming Tuesday against Celtic. Voila. Uh, the women's team uh, have had a, an update, or the, the leagues have given an update. SWPL2 clubs will return to contact training on the 17th of May. There'll be a two-round season to be completed from which the two top sides will be promoted to SWPL1. And we'll have more updates on that over the next couple of weeks as and when we get them. Uh, the Dundee United Supporters Foundation, 1,800 members now. The next target is still 2,000. You can visit dusf.scot forward slash pledge to get more details, pledge your amount and help continue the support of the foundation, which again, in turn, supports the club. Uh, the United Futures Lottery jackpot's not been won again. It stays at £2,000 for the next draw. Uh, the Elite 50-50 match day draw. First prize, £300. Ticket number 111140. Gets you 300 quid. Second prize, £100. Goes to ticket number 111230. And there was a bonus prize of hospitality to 111273. You can sign up and get the details at unitedlottery.co.uk. And remember, all the proceeds go to support our academy. £300 to ticket number 111140. Second prize £100 to 111230. And a bonus prize, hospitality to 111273. Were you one of those winners this week? I was not. That's why I still live in squalor. Have you still got your 25 quid? Have you spent that yet? <laughs> Or whatever you won, kind of mind. Probably. Kind of mind what you won. Spent it in home bargain or something. I just remember you winning and I thought, arsehole. Um, UnitedLottery.co.uk if you want to get more details. Um, so, support for the podcast uh, this week comes from Manscaped. Uh, you can get yourself 20% off free delivery uh, with the code DODEFOX at manscaped.com. And uh, we've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can get, be one of the first men in the UK to experience their life-changing products. And talking of one of the first men, one of the first men in this room has got the goodies to tell you about right now. Two seconds, Ron. I mean, there's more coming off there than I ever thought of you to that's, see. That's that's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah we've, we've got into a Manscaped uh, for the, the next little while. And it's uh, my balls will thank me. Uh, indeed indeed uh, they will. So we've got a lovely clipper here, which I can take into the shower as well. And it's got a trusty wee light on it. It's also got 90 minutes of battery power in it. I mean, are you the hairiest man in these 90 <laughs> well, minutes? Depends how, how big your balls are, I guess. <laughs> it really does. It really does. But, but not only that, we have uh, 
We've got some ball toner. Yeah, so basically, if you if you want to go on, you can you can you get twenty percent off and free delivery, right? The code is Dode Fox. Go to manscaped.com and you'll get twenty percent off. You can buy yourself basically a starter kit. Correct. And uh, it's it's got Paul Shaver on it. And uh, what else is in that it's kit? It's got Paul Shaver on it. You'll get your, own, you'll get your own. Sorry, yeah. You'll get your own shaver on it. I'm keeping mine. <laughs> so what's in it? You've got your shaver. You've got ball toner, which uh, I'm going to be honest, Ron. I've no used it yet. <laughs> Because it just it makes me laugh every time I see it. And uh, we've got some ball deodorant. I also got a shed bag. Unbelievable. It's almost like it's meant to be for United fans, where I could keep everything in it. And I've got an old, it's kind of like a newspaper for uh, to catch all the Matt. stuff. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Actually. Catch all the stuff that is being trimmed. So I'm looking forward to giving it a blast. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, you know, you, you don't. You don't listen to this so you can see our faces. You just oh. have to listen to our voices. Or, yeah, listen, you've got the full unboxing. But wow. get yourself one of these and your balls will indeed thank you. Uh, it's a premium product. Uh, it's got a third generation trimmer. It's got a ceramic blade on it, by the way. Now, because I looked at this, because mm-hmm. I've, I've, we don't share this, by the way. We've got our own. <laughs> yes. and, uh, I'm glad. Um, <laughs> and I thought, surely that's, that's going to take a nick. Now, you can shave any place yes doesn't just need to be but the box states your balls will thank you I've, I'm, your any place will thank you i'm assured this week my balls will thank me but i'm just saying you can use it anywhere okay and little <laughs> well maybe <laughs> <laughs> i may have tried it okay and took a wee patch off my chest oh well just to see if it worked and it, does, and it does and it does the clip yeah doesn't nip yeah doesn't sting yeah or anything perfect I'm just, I'm just saying. Right, if we could right. wrap this up, I'm needing a shower anyway. <laughs> so, uh, this is the Don't Forge podcast. It was brought to you today by Manscaped, and uh, that's it. <laughs> so you can get 20% off free delivery. Use the code DoteFox at manscaped.com and make your testies their besties. Right, that's done. We've still got a few things to uh, to get through still. Uh, but first, listen to this. And if it works, this is going to be amazing because we're trying to go... All cool and everything. Who am I? It's God saying music. Who am I? Is back for another week. Who wrote the jingle? Springsteen. <laughs> how um, how did last week go for you? For me, <laughs> Ron. Genuinely, I was happy for it. Happy for you. Really? Uh, uh, really? Yeah. But then we had just pumped. Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup so I might have been I might have been on a high that I wasn't aware I could actually reach again mm. but nah I was delighted for you I think it was one of them where you rather than that game sticking in your mind it's maybe because you've had them on a list and you've maybe yeah. there's certain things that have just stuck in your head but uh, regardless regardless of how you got the answer you got the answer looked a player you <laughs> nailed it you know he did look a player because he had a strip on and a pair of bits and whatever but he just wasn't a player that was the problem. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't there. Uh, it wasn't great for that to be to be fair. Like no. so, um, yeah. But uh, I was quite happy about that. Scores on the doors: uh, thirty-eight points against thirty-four. Um, if you are new to this absolute drama, uh, the player in question must have played fifty games. We had to see them play. You get a right five points for your first clue. You get four points. Get right in the second clue. Three points for the third. Two points for the fourth, and one point for the fifth 
clue. It is over to me to be uh, pick out a player and ask Paul if he knows who am I. Here we go. Uh, are you ready? My forum has dipped dramatically the last few few times that I've been dished. Since a split. Basically, <laughs> I, I've just gave up. I'm all about the semi-final now. Uh, but yes, I'm as ready as I'll ever be on. Clue number one. This player made his debut at 17 against Motherwell and played the full game. That's it. Hmm. This player made his debut at 17 against Motherwell and played the full game. And we are underway with a countdown clock. There's name just for people listening. There is no emotion being shown right now, and I mean, when I say no emotion, I mean no emotion. Mind you, take that clipper, Tom, and then we'll see what happens. There you go. Right, could be a who of, am I? Could be a number of players. Complete stab in the dark. Craig Easton. No. No Craig Easton. No Craig okay. Easton. Clue number two for four points. Mm-hmm. In his United career, he scored 24 goals. Now, I'll just give you a slight caveat. I had a secondary part to that clue, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to give you it if you want it. Uh... Is it going to help us? I think it might. Well, I'll go for it then. Right. In his United career, he scored 24 goals, but he is not a striker. Okay. Let's get the clock going. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, on your Tinder there. You, you know first now. Just moving on. We're getting to go for beers. Stop this recording right now. What? <laughs> Four points on the... Four points. Four points on the go here. Four points up for Graviolas. His debut is 17. He's got 24 goals in his career, but who am I? Stuart Armstrong. Stuarty Armstrong. <laughs> nah, it's not him. Clue number three. In his final game, I think this will help you. In his final game, he was substituted against Hibs and he was replaced by Dave Bowman. Well, I was way off then. This player made his debut at 17 against Motherwell, played the full game, and his United career he scored 24 goals. He's not a striker. And his final game, he was substituted against Hibs and replaced by Dave Bowman. It must have been an older player then. You'd have been better saying you've already had a few beers before this game started. You might go away with it. (laughs) 
Paul can't hear the music, by the way. He's not got his headphones on this week. Uh, right, is that, is that up? Is that... Seventeen, twenty-four. No strike. No, Dave Bowman. I kind of think. Can I think? Four goals. No. <laughs> All right. Clue number four. It's for two points. Jesus Christ. Two points. Terrible. Terrible run here. <laughs> he has a collection of winners and runners-up medals, and is in the United Hall of Fame. He has a collection of winners and runners-up medals. And is in the United Hall of Fame. 30 seconds starts now. There was a name that just flashed, or a, a, a guy that just flashed into my head there. Like a Yannick Lemba cross flashing above the stand. And, and I'm not even looking at Ronnie for any, because he's that far away on the other side of the room, but I'm, the, the name in my mind has been on the podcast oofed oofed is that our, our time yep your right, time name, is up two points give me that name it was the runner up but uh, give me that name John Holt John Holt for two points correct nice one <laughs> it was the goal it was the goal St. Murn scored against me when he when he couldn't get back in time for some reason he jumped into my head John Holt. Oh, I'll take two points. Clue, I'm, still, I'm still trailing. Clue number five. Yes. He was man the match in the new camp. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> John Holt. Yeah. How yeah. many games did he play? Oh, Four, stop, 400 odd. Stop asking us things that didn't hear written down in front of us. Um, Holt was a great guy when we spoke to him. Absolutely great. Played at Ardoon. Couldn't have been any less fussed about being man of the match in the new camp. Or, or being on the podcast. Or being on the pod. No, because he... Well, it was Hamish that thought he was on the radio, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was Holt phoned Hamish when we were speaking to him. Uh, John Holt, good player. Good player. Hard as nails. Tash like Magnum. Uh, Super. Just keep filling. I'm trying to find how many games he played. I'm sure it's 400 odd. What are you going for? Four... Three, seven. Right. Something like that. Uh, 406. Oh, well. Great Tash, though. Great Tash. An amazing task game is strong and a, and a lovely guy as well, indeed. So, scoring Ronnie 38, Paul 36. Yep, ah. I think it's all over, Ron. And you think that, um, you also, when you, you're looking at the, I mean, I don't know for you speaking for you, Paul, but you're looking through players and you didn't always go for a, an actual bona fide legend with 400 appearances, no, you know, no. but uh. you've just got to be economical with the. Uh, the clues. Shite house, I believe, is the phrase. No, they were good clues again. You, you've, you've been on a roll with good clues. I've just went out of, out of cock. <laughs> well, you've got a thing for that, don't you? <laughs> um, right, so uh, we announced last week our new our next cult hero would be Nadia uh, Chiefchi. Uh, the merchandise will be on sale. It'll be a bit later this week. It was obviously meant to go on sale tomorrow. It will just be during this week, so we will make an announcement on our social media. Uh, T-shirt and mugs, as always. Uh, but fingers crossed it will be on sale. Thank you very much to everyone who continues to support the podcast and allow us to do these things and um, just just help be part of the Dode Fox podcast family. Dodefoxpodcast.com and I will just flow seemingly 
into the fact Paul mentioned at the top seamlessly Rondo seamless. what did I say you said seemingly seemingly ah, so unprofessional I, I just too, keep, too busy thinking of your drummer I keep looking at your ball oil and wondering <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what, what is this descending into I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> so seamlessly moving on um, Paul mentioned at the start of the show uh, about a newsletter so uh, we have. We are in the process of creating a newsletter. We don't know how often it's going to go out. We don't know what's going to be in there. But obviously, we appreciate that some people aren't on social media. Mm. Um, that you know, given the nonsense we speak on Twitter, I can see why. But if you aren't on there, um, the newsletter might be something else that'll have wee bits of information. We'll, we, listen, it's not going to cost you a thing. Um, we're not pleading for money like Richard Rockefeller says we are every single week. Um, if you have ordered from the shop. Uh, you are added to the list and listen if you get your first email you can just unsubscribe right away Paul will take offence he'll come round your house he'll stare in your windy and he'll probably have his ball shaved at the time so you can make it that what you will he'll be smelling brother there will be there will be they'll be looking and smelling and probably feeling fresh but I'll not be checking so um, if you get the newsletter there might be in it this week I don't know I haven't thought about it I haven't looked at it but it's something we we thought might be worth um putting out for the people that aren't on social media and don't see some announcements or whatever else. So uh, if you have a of this store and there will be a link, if you're on social media and you haven't, we'll put a link on our uh, social media this week that you can add your email address to it and you will get it sent to you, to your emails. And that's it. Nice, that is the first I've heard of it. Well, kind of. I mean, I kind of went uh, round the houses to Paul. Do I, and just, do I uh, subscribe to it myself? Uh, yeah, no, I, I signed you up, so oh, you're okay. Nice one. And uh, yeah, so so no, you're you're okay with that. Uh, and, is it just um, a collection of photos of you? I mean, it might be. It might be, especially after I get that shaver on the go. It might be, oh, it might be absolutely, it might be absolutely brilliant. Mind, folks, the bottom of the page, you could unsubscribe. <laughs> and if you're on an iPhone, you can do it right at the top of your email. It's <laughs> no bother. Uh, so... <laughs> to to break up this I, I nearly said the monotony of what we're going on but it's been absolute chaos since since Paul had his shaver on the go but uh, um, for a bit of fun and something a bit different uh, we are uh, taking part and Paul has only just found out about this uh, the Sweet Punks challenge for Sam H so basically Sweet Punks are a uh, Scottish sweet shop and uh, they are um, basically raising money by putting on this challenge and uh, they can raise money for the Scottish Association for Mental Health to support their effort in battling mental health. Now, we aren't in, in tow with Sam H or anything like that, but this is just something a little bit fun that could be quite funny. So, if you want to take part yourself, and you can, and you can do it for free, don't even have to donate, but we're going to donate on the back of this because I think it's going to be absolutely hilarious. So, they sent me this week two packets well they actually sent this last week but we want to go into zoom because somebody had a ticky bum had a sore bum last week and it was so stomach so um they sent me two packs of these um two pack two pack he's he's back <laughs> I, I try to think of a song but i couldn't and uh they basically do the sweet punk super sewers challenge all you need to do is keep the sweet in your mouth oh, for 20 seconds right okay now i've done this last week i've done it twice and it was okay. Mm. Look at my poker face. It was okay. So all I'm going to ask you to do is take the challenge, see how you get on. Okay. So you can even have your pick of sweets, that package. 
So, and uh, I'll just read this while Paul psychs himself up. So, the Sweet Punk Super Sewer Challenge. Sour sweets can make your head go numb. So does poor mental health. Currently, mental health is rising across the world and affects so many in their day-to-day life. We at Sweet Punks love to spread positivity and joy and a love of sweets to everyone. We want to help. Therefore, we're running this as a charitable challenge to support the Scottish Association for Mental Health. You can support the cause and you can donate if possible if you go to Just Giving and search for Sweet Punks, that's Sweet Punks with a Z on the end and not an S. And uh, you can um, do a support and a good luck with the challenge if you take it. So, I could film it if you like. The reason I ask is because uh, it says 20 seconds if you dare. Uh, TikTok us with your attempt. Now, I've never been on TikTok and that's probably the way it'll stay. (laughs) But there is a caution on this packet. Which states, you don't have to read that. No, I've read it. I've read it and I'm, I'm a wee bit worried now. Uh, <laughs> may cause temporary mouth and or stomach irritation. Acid coated fruit flavoured sweets with an acid centre. That, that's Did how you it... never talk science at scale, like chemistry. Acid's no good for you, especially in your gub or your stomach. What, what have you set me up for here, Ron? So anyway, I've got a day. It's 20 seconds. I didn't have to do anything other than keep it in my mouth. You just need to suck on it and listen, I'll commentate the 20 seconds and then DUTV will be signing up next week. I mean, and if if you want to be involved in it, I mean, if you want to take the challenge on film, I will film this if you like. You should. Okay. Just for hilarity. (laughs) Just for hilarity. So, there we go. I, I mean... I'm really no good with sour sweets, like, really no. <laughs> just tell me when and we'll get going. Right, so I'm going to take the challenge now, live on the podcast, in three... Oh, wait a minute, I took a photo, I wasn't oh, a video on. <laughs> right, three, two, one, go. So 20 seconds, how are you feeling early doors? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's minging. <laughs> You're doing well though. You're 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 ten seconds in now. Oh, oh come oh, on! Oh. You're nearly there. Five seconds. Four, three, <laughs> oh. two. What's <laughs> boofing? Oh. oh, Jesus, good. <laughs> what is that? How do you feel? Fruit flavored. What sort of fruit? That's not fruit you get in Asda. Oh, that's man. That's horrible. Eh? <laughs> I thought you said this was fun. You said oh, this would be a great laugh. Not funny about it. Good, my house. Shite house. <laughs> oh, it's horrendous. Yeah, I couldn't have got to do the test for about two hours. Oh, no, that's brutal. But uh, if you want to take the if you want to take the sweet punks challenge, uh, we'll stick a link on our social media and get yourself involved. Doing a good bit for charity. Right, baldy odorizer. I might have drank that. <laughs> for the hell of it. Right, well, uh, here are covers. We'll uh, recap some bits and bobs. Uh, sl- smile. Uh, there's a Q&A, by the way. Friday eight, uh, 14th of May. Some of the former players on there can be booked through the Dundee Reb website. See a lot of people still comment on social media about the um, about the show and they've just seen it maybe for the first time or whatever. Absolutely superb show. Great to speak to Phil last week as well. And let's say get to the Dundee Rep website if you haven't watched it already and you can get yourself a pass. I think the pass is well for 24 hours. If it's no, I've made it up. You didn't hear it. Move on. 
On this day, in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006, 3rd of April is our uh, focus today. Got three games to uh, tell you about. That's it, just three games. The bizarre events at Dens Park in 1986 produced the unusual sight of Hibs cheering a home defeat. After a slow start, we gradually took control and deservedly took the lead in 27 minutes. Fittingly, Paul Sturrock was the instigator. His superb through ball produced a race for the ball between Ian Redford and Alan Ruff. Ian won it, and his shot was sliced into the net by Mark Fulton in an effort to clear. Hibbs got back into the game thanks to the soft penalty award given when Eddie May and Paul Hegarty tangled in the box. Stephen Cowan did the needful from the spot. As the game looked to be in for a draw, Stuart Beattie chested down a cross from Eamon Bannon and promptly volleyed in the winner and finished Hibbs 1. United 2 take that next week yes we would United entered this match in 1994 looking to secure at least a point to cast off the remote spectre of relegation Motherwell was still chasing Rangers for the title but it was the Tangerines who took the game by the scruff of the neck from the outset and pinned Tommy McLean's men back to an early uh, back, played back to take an early lead that sweet you at your Billy McKinley, Rob Shannon in the middle of his own half, took a couple of paces forward and fired on a shot, which was straight at Dykstra, but the keeper only succeeded in palming the ball out to the onrushing Craig Brewster, who dragged the ball wide before turning to slot the ball in an empty net. Steve Kirk leveled 10 minutes later as the teams went in level at half-time. Andy McLaren replaced Jerm Nixon, the two-billion man, after 63 minutes and within 30 seconds of coming on the substitution. Reap dividends. Bill, Billy McKinley floated in the free kick. Uh, Philibin, John Philibin, wasn't it? Beat Craig Brewster to an aerial duel. The ball was running back to the Motherwell keeper, but Andy McLaren's run into the box obviously distracted Big Sieb, who half heartedly punched the ball away and it trundled over the line. In the very last minute, Tommy Coyne's overhead kick was tipped over by Guido van der Kamp, but United ran out deserved 2 1 winners to comprehensively rubber stamp their Premier survival. Hearts. Third visit of the season to Tannadice in 1997 produced exactly the same result as the other two. A 1-0 victory for the lads in Tangerine. Nothing at stake, both sides contained a fair smattering of young players. In the United lineup. Craig Easton started his first ever match for the first team while Paul Walker was in the side at kick-off for the first time this season. Free from the normal pressure pot of Premier points, the game flow with both defences generally coming out on top. Hearts found one chink in the United rear guard when John Robertson found himself in front of goal only to be foiled by Seab Dykstra playing for the good guys and he made a point-blank save. However, it was Gary McSwigan who made more of more or less... What am I talking about here? I can't even speak. Gary McSwigan scored 25 yards out and we won the game. That's it. <laughs> Screamer. <laughs> anyway. How are you feeling? <laughs> I, I like to phone to work. Can't <laughs> go in the morning. <laughs> I said Burns. Is that Matt Caldy? You'll never be one in the morning. That's correct. That's a good show. Arsehole. Is that how I just heard that sweetie today? It's nothing in there for you in the morning. <laughs> Anyway, this has been an absolute adventure. Uh, Hamden on Saturday, Dundee United face Hibs in the Scottish Cup semi-final. How do you think it'll go? Let us know on social media. We are at Dode Fox Podcast. Do have a great week. Do keep your distance, wear a mask, and don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. Hold up. 